0: comes. It's Nashville Untold with Andrew Buckwalter, the podcast that interviews the most interesting and influential people making an impact on Nashville's business, charitable, and entertainment scenes. Joining us now from his roving camper studio, here's Andrew. Welcome to episode 14 of Nashville Untold, and thank you for tuning in. Today, Anthony Billups joins me in the Rambler. You can tell from the interview, Anthony loves Nashville, probably just as much as I do. He's a singer-songwriter, does custom artwork, including large murals around the city. I'm sure if you've been in Nashville, you'd probably notice some of his. He recently launched an apparel line as well, and he's also the organizer of the Germantown Art Crawl. Anthony went blind for a few days, and he talks about how that affected him. Anthony will also be singing a song at the end, so make sure you tune in for that as well. Now, for a moment to highlight the nonprofit of the month, which is Tennessee Voices for Children. Reminder they have a green ribbon gala in October the 20th at 6 p.m. Make sure to check out their website for all the details on that. I know I'm looking forward to hanging out with my wife at that event and being reminded of all the great things they do and enjoying some entertainment. Also, this month, I want to highlight a program they have called the Youth Screen. Its primary goal is to identify youth with mental health risk before they fall behind in school, end up in trouble, or attempt to take their own lives, and to offer the families of these youth the opportunity to connect with resources and services in the community as needed. In addition, Youth Screen works to reduce stigma surrounding mental health issues. Tennessee Voices for Children can assist you in implementing Youth Screen in your community. I know at one of the board meetings, they had one of their leaders come in and share some of the details on this and how it's impacted some lives. And I know that that that's uh, obviously very important and speaks to a lot of people in dealing with erasing the stigma and just all that youth have going on, even with the whole element of social media. So again, make sure you check them out at tnvoices.org for more details. We're live. Hello, uh, Nashville. Today I am sitting with Anthony Billups. That's correct. In Germantown, um, on Taylor Street, right by the river. Yeah. Are the trains active around here? Maybe we can hear one. I don't know. I don't ever pay. Attention. I think uh, actually, so there used to be a um, woodworking place right over there.
1: Yeah, there's a, still there. There's a couple of cool spots. They have the jazz workshop. Okay. But I think they have like. Sold, a couple of shops and...
0: I sold a truck to uh, a guy used to be in commercial truck sales. Oh. Before I got into real estate. So, I'll let you give a little intro to yourself. Kind of what you got going on. You know, not super crazy long. You know, yeah, like, long story short. Like 10 short, seconds. <laughs>
1: uh, well, there's a lot. Um, man, I do custom artwork. I have for, uh, I guess, 14 years now. And I also sing and write songs and now i launched an apparel line and some cool shirts or orga- i'm the unorganizer of the germantown art crawl is what i like to say i'm not the most organized person but put on that event and
0: try to make the world a better place each yeah. and every day nice that okay. sounds like a good plan there you go sometimes i was I, I was talking to somebody last night sometimes it just takes an initiative to get something going and you know maybe sure. somebody jumps on board it's really organized, but. It takes that initial push, right? Yeah. All right, so we'll hit what I call a speed round. How long have you lived in Nashville? Area, 14 years, I guess. Okay. Why'd
1: you move to Nashville? I moved here originally when I was 20 years old to play summer ball at a college wood bat summer league. It was held over at Old Timers Park in Shelby Park, Old Timers Field, which I... um. Mickey Hyder came down here to uh, play for him, and, man, that's part of the story. When I was 20, I started, when I was playing there, I started having, like, really bad headaches. Long story short, ended up uh, going temporarily blind. So I was blind for—I couldn't see anything for a week. Wow. A couple of weeks, maybe. I don't—it's it, all so long ago now. And it took a few months to come back, and we were unsure if I was ever going to play again or what was going on with my— eyesight yeah and uh, went back to Illinois which is where my parents uh, lived and where I went to high school stayed there for a year I went to a Division one school up there I was not mentally prepared to overcome that and I just met, you know messed around for a year and mm-hmm. found out how fun drinking beer and playing guitar was and then wanted to come back down I wanted to be around the music. I got a scholarship at Cumberland University, which is one of the premier NAIA baseball programs in the country. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I could get done in my two years and get a degree in was art. Okay. And I, I you know, they just released that um, stat where it was like, oh, 90 percent of people that graduate college or get a degree go into a field separate, you know, right. oh, different than their degree. So I was like, you know what? I got two years of school left. And I want to enjoy it. I'll just major in art. Mm-hmm. And here I am, professional yeah. artist. Nice. Mike. So, baseball to music to art. All of it, yep. Oh, that's pretty cool. And uh, so, I've been here since I moved back when I was 21, and I'll be
0: 35 tomorrow. Okay, nice. Happy uh, early birthday. Thank you very much. Um, so, what part of town do you currently live in? downtown And why did you choose that location?
1: I live, see that building right there? Mm-hmm. It's uh, black and gray. Yep. I'm on the ground. Okay, cool. Right there. I think, like most decisions in my life, since I got married, I don't remember making the decision to move over here. I'm pretty sure that decision was made for me, and and uh, but we love it. It's a cool neighborhood. It's beautiful, yeah, historic, um, and there's a lot of progress and things that are extremely inspiring to me. Like the noise from the buildings going up, you know, might piss some people off. Right. It sounds like money and, yeah. and opportunity and. I'm loving the growth.
0: That's I, I'm I'm with you. I'm loving it. My wife, she's like, I just wish they could like just press pause and like, you know, and I'm like, why though? It's, yeah. it's awesome. I was like, that's part of it. I'm with you. Yeah. I, and, and I mean, maybe because we're in industries that growth could benefit us. Yeah. But I think I like being a part of something like that too.
1: Yeah. yeah. My, uh, one of my ideas that came up with is to do a helicopter lift. Okay. Something where uh, you just, that's the only part I don't like is traffic.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. If I, I could would just, be there. I would have, I'd be invested. I could just hop a chopper right now. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. I'm like, all right, clients, y'all can meet me over here and I'll call you up. Yeah. Drop me right there. I'll have the lights on and everything. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, that's the only part of the progress I don't like. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, with and you. actually, as I drove in today, what was it? So one. And I'm just like, ah, oh, what are we gonna do? You know? Yeah. Oh, and God. Who knows? Now that this change has happened, what what will that do? Will that put stuff on hold or? Oh man. We won't get down. We won't go down there. Yeah, I find so, myself
1: questioning the day and time on the interstate so much. I'm just. It's Tuesday at one p.m. Uh, so so <laughs> like, yeah, what is
0: going that, on? Hey, so that too. So after this, I'm meeting uh, meeting somebody at the uh, red wagon or red bicycle. Yeah. And I'm like ah, three o'clock. I'm like, Oh God, do I really want to meet at three o'clock? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, that puts me like leaving town at like four or 7. Oh, I'm like, Oh, right. I got plenty of time. I but just wait like, till
1: six thirty. That's just like sorry, I'm not sitting Actually, in traffic. Good,
0: no, but but if I was to wait, I got something at like six thirty in Mount Juliet. So if I wait, it won't help. Yeah. I might as well Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah,
1: we need favorite. to speed this along for you. Man. No, we're I'm sorry. Favorite favorite restaurant. <laughs> my favorite restaurant, oh man. Uh, right now, I would have to say my favorite restaurant. This is a loaded question for me. I work with a lot of them. Okay. I would say um, all the restaurants in Germantown are my favorite. Nice. Good you answer. Know. Good uh, answer. I'm I'm really enjoying Vui's right now. I okay. really love the food. It's it's good, clean, yeah, healthy, tastes great. And uh, huh? VUIs, it's Vietnamese. Okay, and uh, it's uh, I'm trying to get her to do t shirts, you know, Mm -hmm. I pho on the first date and Mm -hmm. uh, yeah,
0: (laughs) um, city or uh, national city house. Uh, yeah, I love city house, love city City. house.
1: I love 312, uh, Chicago style pizza joint. I get little. Dose of home. I
0: don't know that I've had that one either. Oh, it's right, uh, right, right. Um, to try good. I need. I'll take a block away from Red Bicycle. I don't know if I'll ever. I could. I probably could eat pizza every other night. Yeah. No. As long as it's not. You know. As long as it's good pizza. I would totally. I would eat three one two. I have to try that. one. I would eat pepperoni pizza
1: every meal, every meal if
0: I could. I I know it's kind of sad. Our neighbors (laughs) would come over. They're like, "Oh, what are you having for dinner? Pizza." Yeah. Yeah, Leftover.
1: Favorite uh, hobby. I really enjoy my profession Mm -hmm. you know my hobby is is my work you know Mm -hmm. and every every time I try to think of it as work it once I start doing it I'm just Mm -hmm. like this is great and I love it Mm -hmm. and uh, so I really enjoy writing uh, songs and and, uh, really enjoy creating art I mean Mm -hmm. just painting and seeing creation come to life yeah uh, you know and and using that as my profession I love making these t-shirts because it's I see it as an art form. You know, you're putting your brand view out in the end of the world. And when people respond to it, I love that. That's, yeah. yep. that's why I paint. That's why I sing, make silly t-shirts. Yeah. What, uh, what's one of the most exciting places you visited? Uh, I, we had so much fun at Costa Rica and I, I don't go out of the country much. Mm-hmm. Um, Pura Vida. And, uh, we went down there, uh, I'm not a big vacation guy because I have to leave work. You know what I mean, and and uh, but it was coming up. It was it was my birthday. It was kind of our anniversary, or no, it was right after we got. I guess a few months after we got married. So we kind of used it as a honeymoon. Okay. But our best friends were getting married in Costa Rica, and that kind of gave us the reason. And it was awesome. It was like seventy people from. South Carolina, Georgia, and Nashville, all going to Costa Rica. And it was... Nice. We had our own place so we could get away and you know feel like we were on our honeymoon. And we also were just with friends in paradise. Right. And speaking of paradise, I'm a huge
0: Key West guy. Okay. I love everything that Have is Key West. Have you been Key down to, with Arliss? Yeah. Because that's actually... I was going to say that's how I was introduced to you through Arlis and
1: Yeah. Dude, a, I, I went... For the first time, probably four years ago, I think, three, four years ago, my my friend Mike Willis put together this kind of little tour residency down through Florida, Cocoa Beach, down to Key West. And then um, when I got down to Key West, I flew my girlfriend in, proposed to her in Key West. We got cool. married in Key West. Have you been there uh, since the hurricanes? No, no. And I'm trying to get down there early and just... You know, anything that I can do or I, well, the people that I know down there the most, when after it happened, I called and were like, I'll come down there. And they're just like, honestly, you're just, you can't even really get down here. And Right, right. You know, you might kind of be in the way. Come yeah. down come down when, when right. we get it cleaned up kind of a deal. Yep. I'm really excited to get back down there. Uh, I'm actually trying. I'm really trying to embrace all of my ideas and, mm-hmm. and, and just do it. Because if I don't do it, somebody else will, or I'll always wonder what if. And um, the idea that I've had um, since that first experience, the Road to Key West tour. And I want to take three, four, five of my friends that I write with that want to go anyway, and we just do shows down through Siesta Key, Sarasota, Tampa. Mm -hmm. You know, if we can get one in Miami, you know, whatever it is, and
0: and get down to Key West. Mm -hmm. Because... You know, it's expensive down there. Yeah, we haven't made it to the Keys. We've hit everywhere. Actually, I proposed to my wife on Siesta Key. Oh, beach. cool. And we've actually had timeshare for like 13 years. And the plus side of it is we've hit pretty much all the beaches around there, but we haven't gone into the Keys yet. We've oh. made it down to Sanibel Island a few times. Man. Um, but the next trip we need to, we, we almost went down to the Keys, but we haven't yet.
1: Clearwater Beach has got a uh, number one beach in the United oh, did States it really? again. Wow, Clearwater. So what uh, we play at uh, one of the places I hope to get back to and play is called uh, the Hub down there, at Siesta Key,
0: and and we also play. oh, so is that Siesta Key's Clearwater on Siesta Key Beach? I think that whole thing. Okay, is, that is, whole okay. I don't yeah, know. that would make sense. Okay, I don't really know. I could. It you know. was powder, man. We wouldn't. We went on Our beautiful anniversary, and it was like crunching. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. it was like flower you were walking on.
1: It yeah. Awesome. Dude, it's a uh, I love it down there. Well, now that, you that we're You got done a place with... down there,
0: you know. Yeah. We I don't, have to... but oh. I, I wish, yeah. Uh, um, now that we're done with the speed round, as I like to call it. Yeah, sure. Let's dive into a few questions. Yeah. Um, well, shoot. more in-depth questions. Yeah. So, if you were to paint a few murals of your childhood experiences or people that had a big influence on you, what would the scene look like?
1: Man, I there's a place that I go when I do my meditation, and and uh, it would be, it would look like the rolling hills of Missouri, uh, right out behind mm-hmm. the house that I grew up in, uh, and it would be a big old family picnic, and my the uh, my family that I've lost, they would all be there. Ooh, mm-hmm. Man, they're just talking about it, you know, mm-hmm. and we would just be sitting there and picking. Yeah, know, singing songs or playing rook, playing bow. That's exactly what it would look like, man. Yeah. It would look like a Thomas Hart Benton painting. I mean, that, that when I see a Thomas Hart Benton painting, it is like my childhood and and, and what I loved about it and where yeah. I'd like to go back to. That's cool. Yeah, in the ho- in the hills of Missouri. What part of Missouri? Right in the middle of nowhere, north central, little town of two thousand four hundred and fifty-six. When I left, uh huh. Here's I think there's twenty-three hundred now, uh, so about hundred and fifty. Where are, so
0: central, 100. so I've been to Springfield, Branson, around that area. Is that it further? so?
1: Yeah, it's further north. Okay. Uh, you would go from here. You go to St. Louis, and you drive into Columbia, which is where the uh, Missouri is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from Columbia, you go north to Moberly, mm-hmm. and then you head. You had west, gotcha. north, northwest. Yeah, from Moberly. The boyhood home of Walt Disney. Okay. So oh, nice. I, where I, the town I grew up in, is the same town that. Okay. Walt spent wow. his childhood days and. So are you working on that painting? You just described because it sounds pretty cool. Yeah, you know that'll be my masterpiece yeah. when I when I paint it someday.
0: That's awesome.
1: But uh, man, you should look up Thomas Hart Benton. Was he's a, okay. he a small town Missouri boy too
0: from Neosha. Okay. Neosho. You know, I can't, I can't remember. Yo, I think. If you were to write a song about some of the impactful moments in your life's journey, what would they be titled, and what would the lyrics consist of? I would like to think I'd write
1: those, although I have not done the painting. I've done paintings of it, but uh, man, it would—it's it, always going to come back to family and and uh, friends, and you know, it, it'd always be predicated around my little brother. Mm-hmm. Um, my little brother is. Coolest dude you could ever meet. He has a ring nine chromosome syndrome, so he's special needs, and he has some intellectual disabilities. And he is the coolest. And just it's always going to be about perspective through having the honor and pleasure to be a big brother my whole life. The values that that taught me, and yeah. you know the how close it made Nicholas, my little brother makes our family really close mm-hmm. you know he he just brings everybody together man because there's it, it, there's a pure love that he has that as, as soon as you experience it, it's life-changing and uh, there's been no I, I literally don't know anyone uh, that he hasn't had that impact on wow and it, it is it really impressive and you know he one of the things I love about Nashville is that it's a small town. It's a small town. I, mean, I know it's getting big, but it's a small town. And a lot of those small town values, like taking mm-hmm. care of each other mm-hmm. and, and picking each other out. And he he uh, he's battled some health issues over the last five or six years. And any time I post something on Facebook, it's just... Uh, the rush of people that are there to pray and, and to send up positive vibes or whatever they believe for him is just amazing. You can feel it. And, uh, I truly believe that in the power of prayer. And, but yeah, that, so long story short, there you go. And what child's age
0: difference? Uh, two years. Okay.
1: So he's 32. He'll be 33 in June. He just got to go to WWE. This is cool. This is what I love about Nashville. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I need to write that song. That's what I love about Nashville. I'm going to say that a thousand times. Right, right. Uh, But just this experience, you know, gives Uh me a lot of energy. But um, so he was going to a WWE event, and I found out about it the night before. And so I posted on Facebook, hey, Nashville friends, can anybody hook up my little brother to, you know, meet John Cena or something like that? Mm -hmm. He didn't get to John Cena, but I got a... a, uh, a message from uh, his name is Mike Schaefer. Uh, everybody knows him as Uncle Mike. He's up in Detroit now. He used to have a bar called Your Mother's that was over on the west part of Nashville, over towards like Sylvan Park mm-hmm. area, Nashville West. It's actually where I first met my wife. Anyway, at the bar, yeah, at okay. the bar. So he's up in Detroit. He sends me a message. He's like, you got to get a hold of my buddy Terry Rhino Guren I think is how you think Garen Garen his name is Rhino. Rhino reached out to me immediately and was like, hey, I'll, I'll get your brother back to meet some of the guys. And he got to meet, uh, of course, Rhino and and uh, some of the officials. He got to meet Seamus. He loves some Seamus. My little brother is just like wrestling is it to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, it's a... He, just to watch the videos, I wish that I was there. You yeah, know what I mean. But that's yeah. the coolest thing about Nashville is that right. I've done that. It was the first time I've really gotten to do that for my little brother, but I've done that for a couple other kids uh, that have come into town and families, and you know where uh, I put a, a post on Facebook or Instagram or something for a, a kid named uh, Patrick Olson and his family were they came into town and and, and uh, they heard a song that I I wrote about my little brother called Special. And uh, I talked to them afterwards and Patrick has Down syndrome. You know, they they were touched by his biggest, he's a big uh, Vince Gill fan. Okay. So I posted, you know, I took a picture with him and posted, hey, does anybody know Vince? Can they, you know, maybe he could meet him or something. Right. Well, Nashville being the coolest city ever, not he so they went and uh they got to see him on monday did a time jumper things uh, thing over at third and lindsley and then they were playing at the ryman on wednesday dude they got to go back stage at the ryman and not only meet vince gill but like hang out with him you know just backstage and they said they 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 kept trying to you know hey we'll, we'll leave you alone and he kept inviting them to stay and hang out and Man, that was so
0: cool. Yeah, and it and goes to dope. show you
1: how awesome Vince well, Gill is, too. Yeah, and I think
0: I've actually, uh, my wife and I have volunteered for a Tennessee, um, no, Middle mental Health of Middle Tennessee. And so he's played there like the last 10 years. Oh, yeah. And, um, I mean, just going there, it kicks off his shoes. I mean, he's just such a, you know, down to earth. Him and his wife, I mean, are always doing stuff around Yeah, there, it's so super cool. But, yeah, I mean, that is definitely a common theme you hear. And even, like, kind of doing this, just like I'm sitting down with Arliss, you know. And uh, I'm kind of updating him, you know, on on this new podcast. And he's like, I mean, he just takes the time. He's like, man, let's, you know, and it's funny thing is we were just having a conversation about somebody he knows that basically calls him up to get connections all the time. You know, he's almost using them. Yeah. He's like, and. Oh, it's me. No, it was not you. Um, But, um, but the fact of that, just having that conversation, he's like, oh man, he actually I didn't even know it as we're sitting there. He texts me and you said, Hey dude, you need to meet him. And he told me about you. you Yeah. Um, but I, I I see that people just want to connect people. You yeah. Know? It's like, hey, if that can help you out, here you go. Here's yeah. an intro. You know. So it, it that's it's cool. It's cool. is like that.
1: Yeah. And it's man, it, it is. You get out what you you know put in right you know, in life, and 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 uh, I there there's few things I enjoy more than when you know I get somebody work or you know refer mm-hmm. them and it helps them out in life or. Yeah. They get to go meet, you know, somebody Forever. or have some kind of cool experience because you know that that's that's one of the um, what return on investment right. kind of things that you get out of putting your time in here is you get to meet all these amazing people and when you can bring them together, yeah, you know, very
0: true. Yeah, and another note: don't be afraid to ask. You know, because there's plenty of people out there that know people and want to help. Yeah. So. That's yeah. cool. So if the Royals were going to the World Series and you had the opportunity to, opportunity to invite a few people that had the most impact on your life, who would you bring and why? Oh, well, I'd bring my dad. I don't know if Mom and Nick would
1: want to go. So I'd take my father, you know, if I had four tickets, I guess. Mm-hmm. Take my dad. And because it's the Royals, I would take my uh, former roommate, Sean Dyer. He would go with me because we watched way too many of those games together. You know, I'd probably invite my buddy DP, He's not a Royals fan, but he's, you know, one of my best friends, and he would enjoy something like that. Man, I tell you what, I I had an opportunity to go, and I didn't make it. Looking back, it's the Royals. You know, I probably missed—hopefully I I didn't, but I probably missed my opportunity. Right. I got Game 7 tickets on the day of Game 7, like five hours before the game and i went running through the airport trying to get a standby yeah and i wasn't able to get on the flight so it was it's kind of soul crushing but then i went over to beyond the edge Mm -hmm. which is one of my favorite bars and i got to watch the game friends over there and my favorite bartender mike He's also my like. I'm I, I that fourth ticket. Right. I would maybe consider Mike. Okay. Uh, he's a big baseball guy, and and we uh, try to get a fifth ticket. Maybe. Right. That's right. I'll try to get a fifth ticket, but I didn't make it. And I, you know, who knows if I'll ever go? You if I'll should, get that opportunity. You should on Facebook, and, man. Who
0: has a plane? Yeah. Give me a ride.
1: <laughs> yeah. Dang. Well, in <laughs> retrospect, yes, I, I should have done that. Oh, that's cool. If I had a helicopter lift. Right. There you, you go.
0: So uh transparency and See I'm putting it out there, somebody's gonna do it. They will, somebody's in contact. It? I do. Hear it, hear oh it wow, conscience. look at the person. He's not even in it, he's just <laughs> hanging through the rope. That's You're cool. So, awesome. <laughs> so transparency and vulnerability, I believe, are key in life. Sure. They have people realize they are not or I should say they have people realize they are normal. And not stuck on an island all by themselves. If you were able to share some struggles in your journey to help others, what would they be?
1: I I would probably share the story of um, trying to make myself mentally tough enough to to overcome um, adversity, like losing my sight. When mm-hmm. I, when that happened, I was you know I was a I was twenty, I mean, uh, that, and man I. I hadn't really experienced too much adversity yeah, i guess i got in a couple of car wrecks or whatever and played sports and but man that was that was life-changing and and uh i struggled for a while to really accept it um and just move on with your with my life and and it, it, i got a lot of perspective out of it mm-hmm. um not to take time for granted you know and i appreciate being able to see, you know, and, and, and uh, so I guess I would just share with them that maybe.
0: All right. If I am still over, still talking about it, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just... I would imagine. Well, it's funny. It makes me think. Just... So what did you do? Because, you know, in 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 the Bible, whenever he went blind for like a year, yeah. you know, totally kidding. But it uh, makes me think of that because, man, that would be what, what ended up. Like what ended up happening? Man. So
1: it's the weirdest thing. It's like when I look back on it, you know, at first I was here by myself. It was a Wednesday. It was June 6th. Uh, I'll never forget it. And, um, I, I went from having headaches on Sunday to not being able to see anything on Wednesday and being in the hospital. I was, my mom was trying to get down here, Mm -hmm. um, My dad was overseas, you know, it's just, I was just here. And um, I went in uh, to the hospital and they started running tests. One guy who is a total jerk and I hope that he sees this is Dr. Thompson. Like just the coldest person, just the way he presented himself anyway. Mm -hmm. There, Nobody's safe when I'm on camera. <laughs> he was certain that I had multiple sclerosis. Okay. And, and I didn't know anything about it. And, and, and uh, he was certain of it. I had to come back like every three months, every six months and run more tests. And it, that ended up being wrong. They just diagnosed it as a viral infection or oh, something wow. like I got a virus. You know, they, they were testing for meningitis and all these things. And I just was like, whatever, just put me on medicine and give me... my sight back
0: yeah which at that point you probably didn't know what was going to happen no i mean was there a guarantee that hey it will come back we just don't know when
1: yeah no they just it was weird man it it it, uh they put me on some uh it was like some kind of optical steroid or something something i don't know i just took it and came back but when i got hot or started working out i tried to play baseball again that summer and I came back to Nashville to, mm-hmm. way too quickly and I went out and pitched. I'll never forget it. You know, I went out and this is all I had done since I was, all I had known in life. Right. Since I was 10, 12, 14, you know. But I went out and I pitched and I got to the, towards the end of the inning and my catcher, uh, Nick Hyder, threw ball back to me and it just I didn't see it. So then I went back home and took a couple months, but
0: it came wow. back. So speaking of that, so when life throws you a curveball and yeah. you're not prepared for it, and knocks you on your butt, what do you do to dust yourself off and to keep on playing the game of life?
1: Man, I think life and baseball are really similar in that life is a game of failure. When you get knocked down, at least in my, you hit a slump. You go back to the basics. You know, you're overthinking it. You're trying too hard. You're, you're trying to hit that curveball out of the park every time instead of just going with it, knocking it over, you know, the shortstop's head. So, you know, if that's the analogy, keep your, go back to keep your weight, keeping your weight back or getting the ball out front. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the really easy things to work on, you go back to the basics. You let it happen. You know, you don't force it. You just do the small things right, get back to doing the small things right, boom, you're out of the slump. Mm-hmm. You're back up, next pitch, you know, next at bat. You know, I think that that is the most important thing. That's different from when that happened to me at 20 to who I am now at 35 for sure is reminding myself to go back to the basics. Don't force it. Let life happen. Every time I start forcing it, everything goes wrong. You know, mm-hmm. and I sit back, meditate, mm-hmm. go to a happy place, r- r- focus on what you love about life. All right. Not, not, Don't let one second of what ails you uh, impact your life. And I pray about it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's, I mean, I talk about getting back to the basics. All right. I pray about it. Right. I, I, I believe... Wholeheartedly in God, and I have a relationship with God, mm-hmm. and I pray about it, man. It, it just—that's usually the keeping the weight back, getting get, out front, get
0: back to basics, get perspective. Yeah, right? and then I think too, just with the aspect, you know, I would imagine as we, you know, are going through our journey, we have people surrounding us, motivating sure. us, encouraging us. So, you know, get back to the basics and reach for help too. Yeah, you know, those, those friends that were there for you to support you. you yeah. Know? And sometimes just give you, give you a kick in the butt.
1: Yeah, no, I'm, man, absolutely. You know, like I come from a small town. I come from an athletic background. I'm the first to let you know when you're doing something wrong. And I expect you to do the same. And I expect to be able to see you 10 minutes later and nothing happened. You know, like I I need tough love. I I, I am who I am and I'm a good old boy and i am that's
0: what I was expecting my wife too, but it does not always work like yeah, that. Well, really. So how can you come home and it's like nothing happened? Why? Well, I don't know. <laughs> don't you just love me, oh, We're yeah, in Grace? Well,
1: yeah, that's it. That's it. But, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm the first to tell you when you done something wrong. I'm first to tell you when you do something right. 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 You know, and that's how. That's teammates. You know, team. My friends are my teammates. You know. Now, you know, my that and that's interesting. You, you got to be able to. Uh, you got to be able to navigate through life and you got
0: to have those people that'll check you. Yeah. It's interesting. You say that. I think I wasn't, I worked a lot and uh, I didn't, I would never go to sports. So I really wasn't ever on team settings. Yeah. And I wonder if, you know, if having that, that element of being on a team and having the encouraging aspect if that, I mean, I would imagine that would help in life because at times I have to really push myself to, you know, give that encouraging word sure. or if it's something little, you know, just that pat on the butt of my wife, like, thank you so much. You know, actually I was getting ready to go. And as I was, cause the time will creep up on me, you know, I'm making up some questions and I'm like, all right, I gotta go. And then, and then my, I had to thought, oh yeah, she made me lunch, you know, so make sure, you know, so I went down and I said, thank you so much for making my sandwich. Yeah. You know? Um, but it just makes me think maybe, maybe I, that's a part i, I missed and lots of struggle at times to, to give the praise all the time, when, Sure, you know, when people need it, you know? Well, I mean, for me, that is like,
1: for, for my personality, it's important. You know, I, I I've for praise uh-huh. and, and, you know, job well done, you know? Yeah. And I think and, I do too. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I'm the first to give advice. I, you know, I hope that people take it for what it is and, and, uh, and our lifetimes are so short mm-hmm. and we're just a blip and you only have so much time and we're all in it together. It, it, that's, the, that's the only way it just is what it is. You know what I mean? And we're all in this thing together and the better you can surround yourself with people that are like mine and have similar goals. And that's that, those goals for me is make it through life, have enough money where I'm not stressed about money all the time, be able to do what I love and treat people right. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I, I'm the first, like I said, to you know throw down and have a come to Jesus with somebody. That's what my mom calls it. And but I'm also I'm first to pick you up. And like conflict is okay. I I believe I'm motivated by stuff like that. I look for stuff to get you know upset about. Or the the most important thing that I learned: respect your competition and, Mm -hmm. and appreciate the people that you compete against just as much as you appreciate the people that you're on a team with go through that, go through life looking for motivation, you know? Yeah, and
0: yeah, I like that. That's some good stuff. So play baseball so you can have that perspective. Well, I, you know, I played football, too. And, or sports, sp- yeah, yeah. But
2: I also, I
0: mean, I, I,
1: I think I, f- I felt the same way in classroom. You know, mm-hmm. I had friends that weren't athletes, too. And, right, right. You know, turns well, out no, I wish I, I would have been playing with the yeah. music
0: music guys you know what I mean I know now should have spent more time in the garage when I moved to Nashville I'm like dang it why didn't I like do something you know (laughs) being from South Arkansas which I'm sure there's some musicians there but like man I had nobody around me I can't imagine if I was in Nashville what what it would be All right, so you have a lot of work to do as you have a lot of things going on Yeah, you need to focus but you're struggling and you just want to go veg with a gallon of Jenny's brown butter almond brittle ice cream how do you avoid that temptation and push through the project at hand?
1: I get the ice cream and get back to work. <laughs> I, can, I can. That's the beauty about what I do. I can eat ice
0: cream, write a song, or I can eat ice cream, paint the wall. <laughs> so multitask, basically. Yeah, yeah. Take, just just do the, get that ice cream, Yeah. veg, while you're yep, working. Sure. I mean, look at me. I'm... It's got to be really good ice cream, though, right? <laughs> it's got to be the brown. How did you know that?
1: That's good research. Oh, man, I just you I just, just Did that?
0: you like that, really? I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah, I saw. I saw somebody had ask you ask you a question. I thought I'd incorporate that. Yeah, I'm so probably gonna go the,
1: get some right after this. Oh, yeah, you so said that. Nice. That's a plug for Jenny's. We are looking yes. for sponsorship.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we are <laughs> Jenny's so good. So
1: so. Dude, I take this back. A couple oh.
0: practical. A couple. Yeah, you know. I thought about the ice cream. I'm like, ah, it'd probably melt. But you know, <laughs> I got a little um, college fridge in my studio in there. Oh, you yeah, okay. <laughs> could. Yeah, I got one in my garage. Um, on a practical on the focus. Though, yeah. What I mean, because you do have a lot going on, what man.
1: I just, I, I, I wish that I could answer that honestly. Where I'm at in life, uh, I hope that you ask everybody else that, and you compile that and just send it to me, um, because, you know, focus is difficult for me because I have so many things going on. It's like this. I'm in this purgatory where I can only be effective if I have a million things going on that keeps my my mind.
0: Mm-hmm
1: somehow the more tasks the better. Yet I have so much going on that it's impossible to be successful at all of it. Very true. And and but I don't know any other way and I wish that I did, man. I totally wish that I I wish I could cut it out. You know what I mean? I would probably you know, let's say I have five things going on. Five real things. And that's probably short. I probably have twelve. Like music, art, you know, T-shirts, Germantown Art Crawl, and mm-hmm. all mural project. You know, for trying to raise money. You know, not nonprofit stuff. And I, I, would be great at one of them if I could get rid of all of them. Mm-hmm. But I would not have peace. Right. You know, something right. weird about yeah. it. I wish that I knew the answer because mm-hmm. it frustrates everybody. You know, it's, I'm impossible to get a hold of. You know, because I have, and, and, I have all those angles are coming at me at once and there's, it's, it's so hard to get through to the one thing that I need to do. Right. You know?
0: So we had a call this morning. I'm on, I'm in a mastermind group and a guy that's, you know, he's a nurse looking at retiring, getting full time, doing like millwork, um, trim being really good at it. And then he's just doing some, some book to where I guess you can apparently find old books. There's no copyright on them and you can like edit them and, Resell them and stuff. Oh wow! And so, anyways, he was talking about that a little bit, and because uh, I guess something he likes reading books. He likes reading books, so why not do this and a little side hustle? But then he talks about yeah, this it didn't you know go too well with the cells and this and that and we're and so after you know ten minutes of conversation, it's like, dude, why are you doing that? Like right. you talk all about this, you know, you have a passion for this uh, trim, and you still have a lot to learn with that. It's like just focus on that get rid of that and then it was funny I, my wi-fi kicked off and i jumped back on it and then we were still talking about it and i'm like i type i'm like why are we still talking about books i thought we were done with this you know so all that to say it does take at times to have that counsel. um people with like-minded goals of going all right help me with this you know is this something and and i think but probably a lot of kind of what you're doing too just like with this, you know, my wife asked me, she's like, how is this going to help? Like right. I'm in real estate. Right. So how's this going to help? I'm like, no, I got the big picture. Right. And it's all merging together and I'm loving it though. It's fun, you know? Yeah. So I, yeah, I think there's, I think there's a balance, you know, sometimes you just got to try stuff. And if it's not being productive and it's a time suck and, you know, and it's just a hobby, then maybe you kick it to the street. Sure. And then you, keep going forward with your murals, you know, yep. and make an impact there. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think the I, I, I say that because I'm always going, all right, help me. Yeah. You see that squirrel? Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> <either that> squirrel? <laughs> <laughs> the
1: squirrels that squirrels in our life? Are, yeah.
0: Oh, look at that light. Isn't that pretty? Yeah. Look how bright or, that is, man. I'm just going to stare at that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Or I'm just like,
0: oh, man, I have to send that email. Yeah. Or, you know,
1: just like goes off.
0: Right. Oh, right. man. Yeah. I'm driving. So, so I think with the brains that we have, it's it's a continual, you know, looking and tweaking and you know all that yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I also like want to do as much as I possibly can in the yeah. time that I have. So speaking of that, uh, so you t- with all that stuff you have going on, you know, you tell me about some of the great things you are passionate about, and I think that's kind of key in what you focus on, what you're passionate about, what keeps you going. You know, when you love what you're doing, and it's not a hobby. You know, then that's probably you know your your top three things you focus on. If someone is in the audience and they really want to make an impact, what's the first step? If someone's
1: listening to us now and they Mm -hmm. really want to make an impact, man, I just just do it. You know, I I I I would advise to try to establish a plan. You know, but for me, I've. I've just always been like, if I don't do it, then it's not going to get done. Mm-hmm. And I can learn on the fly. You know, my first, I didn't, somebody called me, can you paint a mural? I never painted a mural. Yeah, I can paint a mural. You can pay me how much? I'm trying to sell $200 drawings and you, yes, show me the wall. You know what I mean? I'll learn it. And and um, I've been fortunate enough that I, if I don't know how to do it, I'll find somebody that does and I'll learn from it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's the way I've approached my music career. It's the way I've approached my art career. It's the way that I approached being a pitcher when I was a pitcher. Get around, you know, learn from Nolan Ryan. Read Nolan Ryan's books. Go work out with Tom House or go, you know, whatever it is, find the people that know and learn from. And that's mm-hmm. the way my my dad always taught me to do it, you know. Right. I remember when I and I've learned that from watching. I'm close in age with my parents; they're only 19, 20 years older than me. Okay. And um, and that that's I can remember very well. My dad sitting me down. I don't remember if I was fourteen or fifteen years old, and, and he just said, "What do you want to do? Tell me where your pat, what your passion is, and I'll learn it." Uh-huh. He didn't play college baseball. He he played enough baseball when he was. He's from a town of forty. You know, he graduated with six people or something crazy. And, wow, know,
0: less than me. Graduated with thirteen.
1: Uh, yeah, well, i it, it, my, and I might be, selling it short, but there weren't many of them, you know. And and uh, he, uh, when I told him I wanted to be a professional baseball player, man, he just learned. That's cool. He started reading books. He started taking me really? to camps, and 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 that's just kind of how I learned, learned how to by watching him, and and and. You know, doing that—that's how I do it. You know, if somebody calls me tomorrow and says, "Can you paint?" You know, I don't know something crazy that silo around out there mm-hmm. that, that, that they did or something, i will figure it out. Yeah. You know, and if I don't know how to do it, I'll find somebody who does, and we'll do it together. And
0: you and, have somebody with the helicopter. And yes. Be hanging from the helicopter. Yeah, and I mean,
1: I'm telling you, I—I'm terrified of heights. I am absolutely terrified of heights, and my
0: job is being on ladders. Right. You right. know what I mean? So it's just. So, so kind of speaking of, uh, of the fear aspect, um, you have your why, so you know, you want to do murals and you, and you're super excited about it. You know, you need to be prepared, but reality is you're stuck and have spent way too much time sharpening your ax when reality is you just need to get over the fear, go chop down the tree. How do you break free and move forward? So you got that polar opposite of where you're moving forward on the fly, but then you got the, man, I want to do this, and you're just kind of stuck preparing, perfecting, and it's like that balance, you know?
1: Man, I mean, that's pretty—I feel like I'm kind of there right now, you know, where I'm—you know, it's a story that I'm trying to break through through it by finding peace, and then I am prepared. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I think Abraham Lincoln, uh, he said if I had six hours to cut down a, you know, cherry tree, I'd spend the first four sharpening the Mm axe. And I am prepared. I know that I'm prepared. I find peace in the fact that I'm prepared. And I know that that opportunity that I've been preparing for is just around the corner. Mm -hmm. And I try to approach that, approach everything that, you know, er my entire life that way. And I I remember that story, uh, the story that always hit me the hardest was... Uh, story that Tom House told Tom House was Nolan Ryan's pitching coach basically and I'm paraphrasing he's done a lot of stuff but uh, he he told this story and it's always stuck with me and uh, my father and I talk about it all the time we always we always reference it and uh, what it is is towards the end of Nolan Ryan's career he's getting old and, you know he's 43 or something like that 43 44 years old and he's out throwing his bullpen before the game and yeah, he was starting and he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn I mean balls everywhere and to the point where Skipper comes out and and he says, uh, you, you know, I think he offers, to, he says, hey, Tex or Noli or whatever, you know, if you want, I can scratch you today and, and you know, have somebody else start and you can sit this one out. And he, he said that Nolan Ryan kind of looked at the ball and threw it up to a kid and he said, I done did all I could do to prepare, and walked back into the clubhouse and came out to start the game, struck out the first three guys of the game, you know, walked back in, nobody sitting near Nolan, you know, he had his, part of the dugout and every state over here is Nolan, right? He said, came in, he took his glove off, took his hat off, set it next to him and said, boys, all I need is one, and threw a seventh no hitter so him finding peace in the fact that he was prepared and he'd done everything that he knew to do to prepare right went out there fearless threw a seventh no hitter 43 years old wow like crazy so
0: yeah that's my my favorite story i like that i like that peace in the preparation so marty mcfly pops open the passenger door in his delorean and takes you back to when you were 19. what would you tell yourself to do differently in regards to life 19-year-old me, um,
1: I would have been a, what, a freshman or sophomore in college, I guess. Man, um, I guess I would have told myself, go, uh, you know, I would call my great-grandfather one more time, you know. Definitely. I think would be one of the first things that I'd do. I would, have, I would have told myself to be more comfortable with who I am. I think I was really, really scared of who I was as a person for some reason. You know, I, I, I didn't um, accept who I was, really, until I was 20 and I had that thing happen. I'm just like, mm-hmm. I am me. You know, I, I, different other people, you know, I have different values and just... I'm a weirdo, you know, and I love doing playing guitar and drawing and, you know, instead of, I probably found that out. If I'd have found that out a year or two before, you know what I mean? I would be further along now. So I would have just accepted who I was out of the gates instead of trying to spend so much time forcing who I was supposed to be or who, you know, this vision that I was taught mm-hmm. that I was supposed to be, you know, I'm, I'm, my parents get phone calls from teachers all the time. You know, Anthony, you know, messes around in class. He's a goofball. He draws and instead of doing his math homework or whatever, and that's who I am. Mm. You know what I mean? If I would have learned to embrace that earlier, you know, yeah, it would have been awesome. That's how they should teach kids, you know what I yeah. mean? That weirdo drawing in a Spanish notebook instead of paying attention, you know, that's what I do for a living. If I would have been encouraged
0: to do that right. earlier,
1: God right. knows what I would have accomplished.
0: Yeah, good point. Because now, even, and, I mean, that was then and now we're even more focused on numbers and test scores and this yeah. and that. And So how much do you get lost in you know, losing what? playground time because we're too worried about getting the proper hours in so we can get the whatever? Anyways, so I'm story.
1: thinking all the time, writing stuff yeah. down. And, right. and, and I'm trying to commit myself to putting the ideas into action. One of the ideas that I have, this is like a poor man's copyright. All right. <laughs> it's a, I just call it new school. And it, it, the school is the whole point of the education is to find out what that child is passionate about. And, you know, I guess they're children, but I mean, i had had I been more accepted, like art class was like, you know, everybody looked at it like that's dumb. You know, just go there and mess off and draw. And if I'd have been taken three and f- when I got to college, that's what I loved about college, is learning. You know, I finally got, spe- you know, I got to pick my education, and I've art history and drawing and painting and three D and just all of these classes that should start so much sooner you know what i mean if i would have been taking two or three art classes at a time mm-hmm. you know what i mean i just
0: yeah i think it's cool too because i think that I'm, makes me think as a parent i have three boys yeah and um you know just being in tune with them which i love what you had said what your dad did is you know once he found something you were kind of passionate about yeah. he's like well, heck i don't know how to do it but I can, now we can just YouTube it.
1: Yeah. He never forced me either. You know what I mean? It was like, a. it it was our thing. Yeah. We did it together and, 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 uh, you know, there, there were times when I was lazy and he would have to, you know, put a foot to my rear end, get me out. And, 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 uh, but yeah, I was so glad. And I appreciate it so much. I still appreciate it so much. Mm -hmm. And that's the big thing for me when I, when I have children, I don't have children yet. Um, we just got a puppy, you know. Mm-hmm. I think that buys me another year.
2: <laughs> then this conversation, probably so. Yeah, my buddy
1: Bobby Simmons, he's like, "Wait, he just had two kids. You yeah. yeah, he loves me. He's a great father, I'm sure." And he,
0: but
2: he was like, "Get the dog, get the dog," you
0: know. <laughs> so I you got the Bible, next. Time literally, talk, I literally, I'm gonna talk to him about seven years and I have seven dogs. now. <laughs> it's
2: like, dude, you were supposed to have a kid at some point. <laughs>
1: so, they, but uh, my whole goal in life is is, and my my parents put me on this. Uh, journey, and they've always supported me so much, is I want to, when I have a kid, I want him to see, or him or her to see that I've made it doing this thing that they tell you your whole life not to do, you know, know, yeah, go write a song about it, you know, or, or, you know, go fiddle around and be the, you can do anything that you want to do. I want to have the most success. Uh, and if that is tied to me making a bunch of money and that's the number one way to inspire people, then that's what I want to do. But I want to be able to tell my, my kids, you can do any, you literally can do anything that you want. Look at what I did. Mm-hmm. I, I, people still think that I'm done. People still think, like, don't, oh, starving artist. Uh, like, I'm 230 pounds. You know, I am not starving. You know, I eat well. I, you know, I, <laughs> I, just, I, just, I, I, work my ass off and I love what I do. I, I'm so excited every, I every day to go to work, you yeah. know, and I can, I can work all the time. I work any hours that I want to, um, uh, and ha- and I work really hard to have that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I just want that to be the first thing that I just instilled in my kids. My, like, you can do anything. I want to look at what I've done. I want to be a professional baseball player. They don't have that career day. You know what I mean? Right, like, and right. every, 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 oh, yeah, you're going to play professional baseball. Man, I was still in 90 when I was a teenager, you know, and I worked every day. And I tried so hard and it was ripped right out from under me. Mm-hmm. And what did I do? I picked the least likely to succeed, probably the two music and art. <laughs> it's just
0: like, and but I'm doing it, and by right. God,
1: I'm making it happen. I will but continue the creative to make it part
0: happen. Is awesome in it, you know. That's what I love, you know, the creativity and, and thinking about just doing this. Yeah, you know, like I ain't even I look back to when I was doing it, and I'm like, part of me is like, I'll see another old vintage camper, and I'm like, man, I really want to go do that. Yeah. I don't because I don't. That's not my priority, but it's still just being able to create this. Yeah, you know, to walk in here and just like stare. Literally. Yeah, this is this awesome. Hour. I hope that people can see how cool it is. Yeah. It it's was, really awesome. I mean, even like a friend, he's like, oh, dude, you could do some metal. I learned how to weld, you know, around the front. Yeah. Now, it's not a perfect, you know, bead, whatever. But anyways. Well, man, man. It was just, it's it's fun because I think I am creative. Yeah. and Well, clearly. And you can be, you can incorporate that in so many different areas, you know. I yeah. Mean, like, like with marketing, you know, yeah. kind of doing, not only doing the camper, but, you know, we can camp in it, too. Um, and we were supposed to go this spring break, but I think it's going to be too cold. Um, but, yeah, I think the creativity part, because we all have it. Yeah. Right? And actually, who is it? I was talking to somebody. Actually, the guy I was telling you about, um, Chad Jeffers, he's kind of like, he's, he's coaching people that are like in the mid, you know, 40s to 50s older to help them kind of find their creativity. Cool. Because, you know, we get so suppressed into our day-to-day jobs. Yeah. You lose yourself in it. Sure. Right? And, uh, and I thought that was really cool because, you know, I was like, did I have a midlife crisis? No, I just, you know, incorporated some creativity into yeah. now my job, you know. Well, so, uh, yeah, I thought that was really neat, you know, the creativity
1: I'm, part. I think the, uh, I'll get deep, you know, I think we're all artists. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and you, you know, the art by definition, the definition that I like the most is the product of human creation. Mm-hmm. That's it. Literally anything that you, if you create something, you're an artist, and then I, I, I feel it. I'm sitting in your art piece. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like this, you've created this with your mind, and it's awesome. And I, I I'm a big energy guy. I can feel energies. Great things have happened in here. Mm-hmm. You know, and this mm-hmm. is we're we're all like I said, man. We're all in this thing together. This is inspiring to me. I'm gonna go out of here, and I'm gonna be more inspired to do what I do. And I'm going to appreciate it. And if you can continue to do that with people like me and, you know, that are young, kind of, you know, mm-hmm. coming up or whatever you want to call it, then you're doing a huge service now, to you,
0: art and you're creating. And you know I think? God created this in his image, right? Yeah. Well, he was an artist, obviously. Sure. Right? You look He's a, the greatest sculptor. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. So yeah. Speaking, speaking to all musicians out there, out there trying to make it. what's some some practical advice you would give them in this uh competitive market? I just wrote that song. You want to hear it? Let's yeah, actually we're going to do it here in a minute. Okay.
1: I will answer that question in the okay. song. Okay. Awesome. But but so I'm getting I'm getting a lot of It's so funny people ask me, you know, what do I have to do to be successful or how do I make it in Nashville? And I'm like, why are you asking me? You know <laughs> I feel right. like I'm you're asking me I mean I I I'm the last go ask somebody else you know I, right. I'll tell you what I think what I've seen right. everybody else do uh, but no I mean I I do some stuff and I've done some cool things you know and uh, but I, I, I would be more apt to tell them what not to do right. you know I've made I I all these great things that I accomplish I am also like I don't focus until I'm in that slump kind of a thing and like I can can be my own worst enemy, yeah. I can really make things difficult on myself. So I, if if they're really asking me, I would say, you know, trying to do the path of least resistance, you know, a little bit better than, than I did. But I don't know. I'm also like I said, I'm I thrive on getting back to the basics, and right, so sometimes right. I have to tear everything down, start over. Yeah. And uh, so I would. That would be my first bit of advice is mm-hmm. just if you have opportunities to make things difficult on yourself or easier on yourself, choose easy, you know? Yeah. Um, I've You know, I've partied a little too much through, through some patches of my life. Yeah. I would tell them maybe you don't have to do
0: that. You know, and I think that in, in thinking of that, because obviously, I mean, that's... <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, it was fun, <laughs> but you can I also met lose a lot of focus, yeah. right? And, you know, that one guy I had mentioned who was pretty successful, I think that was the one thing that set him apart was the focus. Yeah. Focus and writing and writing and writing, you know. Yeah. He did pretty well. So um, you kind of answered this earlier, but I'll ask it again. So from the great words of of Timothy in 4-7, I've fought the good fight, I've finished the race, I've kept the faith. When your journey's over, what legacy are you hoping to leave?
1: Man, I mean, that is... um, that is the, um, you know, the verse that was read, um, the scripture that was read for my great grandfather. And um, my great grandfather was a reverend for 56 years and certainly one of my heroes. Um, So, man, I really, the, the simple legacy that I want to live, is, uh, that I want to leave is leaving it better than I found it. And and that's what I've always been taught, you know. That's what my parents—they were always um, trying to just make the world a better place and make the the road a little easier on people uh, through support, through building, um, you know, booster clubs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, and and I just that that that's the simple nature of it is I want to leave it better than w- when I found it, you know. And and, and if I touched one person the way that my little brother touches people, then I've left a legacy. And, you know, I think that, that, that probably my little brother defines my mother, my father and myself. You know, he is just, he is life. My, my legacy is I want to impact people, leave it better than what I found it. And, uh, that way through me is for me is just giving love, Mm -hmm. loving people, it's simple. It is, it, it, we overcomplicate so many things in life, and if everybody could just love each other, and, you know, it's like the thing with Megan Barry. She's a person. Yeah, you know, she's a person. And politics aside, people get so caught up in all these things, and it's just, it just comes down to love. Are you spreading love or are you spreading hate? Mm-hmm. And and whether it, whether
0: it doesn't matter what religion you have, if you can't say matter. anything nice, don't say it at all. Yeah, right? just wow, there'd be a lot of people not speaking on yeah. social media, right? Oh gosh, <laughs> well, and I'm trying not to get caught
1: up in it. Yeah, and I, I do. It sucks me in, and I, I you know, I have to, get, just like I'm trying to let go. I'm trying to let go of all the things that I hold on to because, man, like I said, it's it's quick. It's over for you, none know, Yep. You know, I can go back. It seems 19 seems f- so far away. And it also seems like it was yesterday, which mm-hmm. it, and it is just, it just keeps going and, and, and it's going to be over quick. And man, I'm just trying to spread a little love,
0: you know? Yeah, and, 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 and I would add, um, cause when I think of love, as I, I we talked about it on the last podcast and that was kind of the ending note of his. And I think, I think many want to do it. I think it is an easy word to say, but yet, yet, the definition of it in First Corinthians thirteen. Read that. Uh, Google it and see what love is. And there's a lot of lot of uh, characteristics in it that at times are hard to do. You know, yeah, loving others, patience, kindness, yeah, and not envious and all that stuff. You know, so yeah. so if you get stuck and you're like, man, how do I love? Well, Google it and then practice. You know, yeah, some of those. So man, and I tell
1: you, it it, it i'll never forget it you know just my my you know going back to nicholas he loves everybody and it i he said so, he inspires me you know what i mean and and, and uh I, I try i genuinely like i love you uh this this experience already mm-hmm. to me it, it it's worth its weight in gold you know what i mean just to sit here and be able to talk to somebody that um you know about this kind of stuff and yeah. reflect. It's 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 really powerful. appreciate for it. me. And I try to. I love everybody, even if we get an argument tomorrow. And I still like that is love. Yeah. I, even I, if I ran you over with
0: a camper, I mean you would. <laughs> yeah, might be, be so a little so frustrated. <laughs> I'd be a little mad.
1: But I mean, I try genu- gener- generally, tr- genuinely, try to to love people. And yeah. and, and and I know it sound. And people can just say it and throw it around. But man, I will do anything for anybody just ask yeah. and i've always been that, that way if i can literally i will i have given people the shirt off my back if you like that shirt i will give it to you you know what i mean right. you, what, what uh, you, uh, anybody out there? You need help moving? Call me. I have a truck.
0: I have <laughs> watch, a truck. Watch out now. <laughs> watch out now. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm just saying, I, yeah,
0: yeah. I think you got. I'm gotta being be, facetious. Be willing to be, be very. I didn't unselfish. give my phone number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I I did that. I won't first. respond. I did that first. <laughs> exactly. Just make sure you plan like two weeks ahead, right? Hey, send Anthony, me three exclamation I, points. I'll respond every time. Ah, uh, it's oh, funny. All right. Well, man, that's uh, that's all I got. I appreciate. <laughs> You cool. your time in the, in the Rambler, and now we're going to hear, uh, hear you play a, a song or two. Yeah, I think it, the, uh, my favorite song is always the last one we wrote.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. So cool. I'm excited to play it.
0: Hope you had as much fun as I did hanging out with Anthony. Make sure to check out the show notes for more contact info on Anthony and how you can follow him if you're in Nashville. Maybe you can go catch one of his uh, shows live. I'm definitely looking forward to checking one out myself. If you have not picked up on it by now, I'm a realtor in Nashville with Buck Walter Impact Group of Benchmark Realty. And obviously, I sponsor this show. You can reach me at 615-973-7657 for any real estate needs in the Nashville and surrounding areas or if you are looking for a realtor in your market other sponsors of the show are brandon Hutchison with legacy mutual mortgage and he would love to help you with any lender needs he can be reached at 615-866-9468 and lastly if you have any title or closing needs give david weber with limestone title and escrow a call at 615-730-7955 they close anywhere and anytime at no additional cost
1: Song goes out to everybody who wants to
2: know how to make it in Music City. Well, my face ain't on the cover of the Rolling Stone, on the cover of the Rolling Stone. But from East Nashville to Berry Hill, I am well known. And I may not be the picture of fortune and fame, the picture of fortune and fame, but around these parts, Mother truckers know my name It's Billups Yeah Cause I'm a Nashville Superstar I got a quarter tank of gas in my fiance's car It don't get me too far Just from my couch to the bar So I can sit up on a stool And play my broken guitar Now I ain't Garth Brooks But I'm playing the part Of a Nashville Superstar Nashville Superstar I'm a Nashville Superstar, no my name ain't up under any marquee lights. Ain't under no marquee light. But I have played the whiskey jam a hundred times, that's a record. And no my videos can't be seen on CMT. Can't see them on CMT. But you can catch the Billups show. If you follow me personally on social media, that is at Anthony Billups Yeah, I'm a Nashville. Superstar, I got a quarter take a gas in my fiance's car. It don't get me too far, just from my couch to the bar. So I can sit up on a stool and play my broken guitar. No, I ain't Luke Bryant, but I'm still trying. I'm a Nashville Superstar. Nashville, superstar. Nashville, superstar. I'm Nashville, Nashville, superstar. I am no near. But
0: not far, I'm a
2: Nashville superstar. I'm a Nashville. I love
0: it, man. That was fun. Thanks again for tuning in to Nashville Untold. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe, share with somebody, and leave a review. I'd greatly appreciate it. We hope you've enjoyed listening to Nashville Untold with Andrew Buckwalter. We encourage you to leave us a rating or review on iTunes and be sure to subscribe so you won't miss a single episode.
1: To be a guest on the show or to share your thoughts, send us an email to podcast at andrewbuckwalter.com. Until next time.